Um, so basically, I mean, we already kind of went over what the questions were and, and whatnot. So I guess, do you have the questions up in front of you? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, can you send them through this conversation or something? Because oh. all I can see is the dialer. I don't know how the how to get get it up. Um, <laughs> all right. So if you click, you should be able to click somewhere okay, else. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see that. Um, why do you like getting out, outside? Like, I know, I know that out of, um, the people in our family, like so many of the kids in our family, just like we grew up and the kids really enjoyed going outside, but it wasn't like we were raised, uh, by, by a bunch of hippies that were always outside. So what do you think really, um, pushed you to spend so much time outside? Yeah. Um, I mean, mom and dad didn't like to go outside that much. No, I remember, like, mom never, I remember in, mom never in, went out to the dam in the back, but, like, um, like I have never, this, I have this crazy story, uh, um, uh, you know, you know the, the river that goes through, like, the really big river that goes through, uh, like, Canterbury, out near where Sarah, yeah, yeah, so, well, it's been a while, so I don't know, I don't remember all the names of all the rivers, um, but so, dad, Myself and Uncle Roger, and maybe Bob—I forget—but we went fishing over there one time, like in a, okay. in, a, in a boat, like a like what? a like a rowboat. I've never heard of Dad being in a boat. I know, and and the well, thing except for the Navy, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and so and so the crazy thing about the whole, like just the whole experience is, I mean, it, it's it's not like this. It's just this one weird picture I have in my head of, of dad going outside. You know what I mean? And I was so young at the time that I don't really, like, I, I don't have full memories of the entire uh, trip. Yeah. You know, I just remember us kind of like setting off into the water uh, with Uncle Roger. Um, I remember us going kind of like down the river a ways and... And however long it took, uh, you know, and then and then we came back, and I remember pulling the boat out of the water. So it, it's just this kind of weird thing that's still stuck in the back of my head of, like, that was the only real outdoor experience that I had with either mom or dad, you know. Um, yeah, right. And and so looking back at that, and then then you know, I, uh, like talking to Bob. Bob is always like, oh, you know, I want, I always want to get outside. And, you know, I, 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 I hate sticking to the real trails because, you know, those are just for, for wimps and whatnot. And then, yeah, uh, well, that, that goes beyond liking to be outside. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's all like, you know, against the man and, and whatnot. And, but Sarah, Sarah's a huge outdoors person, you know? Um, so I just find it, find it interesting that so many kids in our family kind of grew up, uh, with this idea of, of getting outdoors but it wasn't it wasn't something that like our parents really um, pushed on us or anything, you know. No, not really. So like on a typical Saturday when we were growing up, right? What did we all have to do? We got outside at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning, and we did yard work until it got dark out. But I, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't say that. It wasn't like mom and dad were just like slate like. <laughs> 
We, 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 well, no, but it was like, I mean, we didn't have to do it. I mean, Becky was never out there. Sarah was never out there. But, like, you know, we all had to kind of go out and do our chores. Bob would generally run away into the woods and avoid it. But but it, 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 it never I mean, lasted. It never lasted from 8 o'clock in the morning to dark. No, well, it felt like it did <laughs> when I was, you know, seven or eight years old. And uh, so that was, like... That's one of my first memories of like being outside all the time, and just it was just something that I liked doing. I don't know, it was a way of like bonding. And then whenever mom and dad got sick of us being in the house, you know, they would just kind of send us outside, and we did just go romping through the woods and hit each other with sticks. And I know because I, I, I like a large part of me, my growing up really was out in the woods, just oh, because definitely. it was the only quiet place being in a house full of, you know, 10 people. Well, and like, I remember, um, uh, I remember say like, I forget if it was Jessica or Sarah, they went and told on Jeremy for peeing outside behind the barn. Like it was, <laughs> like, that. like it was this horrible thing. But I, like, it's just, it's just, it's still kind of like, it's something that I think about, not like on a daily basis or anything like that, but definitely on a regular basis about how amazing it is that, you know, uh, like just we all really enjoy getting outdoors. We like going hiking. We like going camping and, and mountain biking and biking or whatever. And we all really enjoy doing that stuff. But, um, you know, the whole nature versus nurture thing. You know, and then with our parents being being our parents, I mean, I remember Dad bought Mom a bike years ago. It must have been fifteen years ago. He bought her a bicycle. Oh yeah, I think she rode it that night, and, and, and then, then and then again. never again. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. that's not to say that any anything I don't know negative about Mom or Dad, obviously, because they have their own life. Like they had their own hobbies. Um, they had their own yeah. likes. And so, so to say, oh, well, because they didn't go outside, then something's wrong or whatever. I just always find it interesting that they weren't very outdoorsy, but their kids became very outdoorsy. Yeah. With it, with you know, it makes me wonder if there's something kind of uh, like, you know, you do it because you, you, you're in a sense like rebelling against your parents, you know, so you take an opposite but that's kind of that yeah, but that's kind of you know? scary too because like I I like I know Sarah brings Olivia and and Avery out outdoors all the time, and I know that like yeah. I I like I bring I bring Caleb out and and you know I take him hiking and whatnot every once in a while, and I'd like to be able to do it more. It's just so hot down here, um, right. but I definitely don't want to think. Okay, well, you know, fifteen years from now, this kid's going to be rebelling and. The only thing he's going to want to do is is shut himself inside his bedroom, you know. Yeah, right. Like yeah, I, that's a terrifying thought. You can't be healthy and not go outside. I like, mean, that's another big component for me. Is that it's just I don't know. There's something about getting out and being far enough out in the woods where you can't hear roads and you don't hear. Uh, I mean, much human activity other than the occasional airplane, which you can't avoid in this area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. There's just something that fills me with like this sense of peace. I guess you know, it's like I don't really know how to describe it. But there's no there's no calm like being out in nature and just hearing the animals rustling and you know the insects buzzing around and that's it. And just just your thoughts. 
and maybe your dog. Yeah, and so kind of like a segue over to, to Target real quick then. Um, uh, what made you get a dog and, and, and really start taking him for hikes? I mean, granted, it's convenient where you live. I mean, you're so close to the dam over there that you can take him pretty much every single day. Yeah. Um, well, actually, it's kind of um, – I love going outside, but I noticed that when I first moved out, I was down in Taffville near Norwich, and there was like Mohegan Park is there, but it's not that big. And I didn't have any animals or anything, and I ended up spending more time inside than I did outside. And I hated it. That's just depressing. So, yeah, it was totally depressing. And so when I got out here near the park, I was like, I was going out there maybe once a week, but it was kind of boring just being by myself out there. Because, you know, I mean, as much as I hate being around people at the same time, like, I don't want to be alone all the time. And so we ended up getting target and I find that I go out there two or three times a week now and I don't get bored of it. Uh, just because I love watching him enjoy being outdoors too. Well, and, and that whole area is just beautiful, you know, especially now, like, you know, every, everyone like living in Florida for me, everyone says, Oh, well, you know, I, I love, I love being away from the snow. They all hate the snow. Um, yeah. but everyone, like so, so do I, so do I. But so many people down yeah. here will sit there and tell you, oh, well, I hate the snow. I'm happy with just the two seasons. You know, we get, we get hot and we get rain. Um, but everyone, everyone will tell you, you know, that they miss, they miss fall. They loved – their favorite season is always fall. No, ma no matter who you talk to down here, it always seems that anyone who grew up somewhere else, somewhere north of here, will always pretty much tell you that their favorite season is fall. You know, and so yeah. now right now, like you're, you're living that, you know, like it's beginning in yeah, November. I mean, I'm looking out my window right now and there's one tree is orange, one's red, one's green, another one's yellow. It's just awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And so all we have down here is, is green and, or, or brown when the leaves are dying and falling off, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's just now starting to get nice and cool so that we can, really start going hiking and I'll be able to go hiking now through March. Yeah. Like now is, now is like our, like our, our season now is kind of like your summer, you know? So your summer is now over and you're, and you're getting into fall and closing in on winter and I'm kind of closing in on the same temperatures and, and whatnot down here as you would be seeing in, in May and June. Yeah. Um, which is neat that you get that for, uh, you know, three or four months straight. Oh, yeah, definitely. Actually, we have about two weeks in January we'll, where we'll see freezing. Oh, wow. Yeah, two whole, two whole weeks where they... Shut down the schools. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to shut... Yeah, you, you shut down the schools. Um, they spray all the strawberries with, with water so that they, uh, they freeze them so that they don't get frostbite. Yeah, yeah, I've I read about that. Yeah, I mean, you got to take precautions, you know. Yeah. Um, how often? So, so like, you take Target over to the, the, what the dam, and you take them over to the the airline trail. What a couple times a week. Oh uh, yeah, uh, we try to go down the airline trail uh, probably once a week, twice a week, because Melanie prefers that to being on the actual hiking trails out in the dam. And then I'll take him on the dam for a long hike. Probably like I get out of work, get home maybe 4, 
this time of year, it doesn't get dark until about 6.30. So I'll go out until it's dark. And so we might hike three, four miles in a night. So soon soon it's going to be getting darker soon, especially tomorrow, huh? Yeah, tomorrow we're losing another hour. So hiking is going to be starting to kind of taper off until maybe just the weekends. Um, But like on a, a typical Saturday evening, I'll still be able to get out there for maybe three or four hours. And I'll take him on a nice long hike. Yep. Um, just another great um, thing that I wanted in a dog was one that would be big enough that he'd be able to go until I got tired before he did. And so having the 70-pound pit bull is awesome. Uh, for example, one day we took him, or I took him down to the Patchogue State Forest in Ballentown. Uh, a buddy of mine has a house that waters the property and we took off behind this house. There's no trail or anything, so we're just running through the underbrush. And Target was keeping right up, no problem. And we probably went out for about six hours that day. Mm-hmm. And it was great because I didn't have to worry about him being tired and not being able to come back. And it was just – it was awesome. Where's your favorite place to go? Like if, if, you, if you chose anywhere that you've been to, like – Anywhere. I mean, anywhere you've hiked, Washington, Kentucky, wherever, what's probably your favorite place to have gone? And where would you, would, would you bring Target there? Like, you know, what, what would be your, like, dream hike that you've already yeah. done? Um, the best one that I've done already is up in New Hampshire. It's not Mount Washington, but it's called the Lafayette uh, Trail, I want to say. Yep. And it's a ridgeline trail that goes up Mount Lafayette and two other peaks. Um, it's a little bit south of Mount Washington. And the day that I went up there, we're walking on the ridgeline between these three mountains, and there was not a cloud in the sky. I mean, and it was like 70 degrees. It was a little bit of wind, but it wasn't unbearable. That was probably the most pleasant hiking experience I've ever had. I'm not sure if Target would actually be able to get up there, though. Yeah, because I know that time that you and I went up to Mount Washington, I had brought uh, Kinley with us, like because we had driven up to Connecticut and met with you guys, and everyone pretty much said there there was no way that I I would bring because I, I kind of wanted to I, I wanted to bring Kinley, but everyone was like, no, it's going to be horrible on his feet. That's way too much and blah and whatever. So yeah, I mean you go you go too far and you can kind of wear him out too much and then you know you're you're halfway up or you're three quarters of the way up and you still have to come all the way back down, um, and you don't want to be abusive, of course. Right. Um, <clears throat> where where would you if you if you if money wasn't like an uh, like a problem or anything like that, where would you love to go? Oh uh, no, uh, I I mean. How, how do I narrow it down to one place? Um, just in the U.S. alone, I mean, you got to go all over the Grand Canyon. You got to go to Yellowstone. There's, you know, six months of my life right there. Um, I have to go see the Redwood Forest. And, of course, Sequo- the Sequoias and, and Petrified. Yeah, I mean, basically, if money was no object, I would quit my job today. And I would just go traveling the, I mean, even just the U.S. and go hiking all day, every day. And I don't think I'd ever be able to see everything I want to. Um, but 
if it, for a more re- realistic expectation, I would say New Zealand, uh, only because of the Hobbit, you know, or the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if I could take like a month off and just go out there and then go hiking around to all the places where they shot those amazing scenes, that that would be uh, incredible. I like as far as New, like, New Zealand goes. I think the can we can we pause for a sec? Melanie just got home. Yeah. Um, All right, just give me a, a couple minutes. Okay. I mean, you can stay on the line, but. Well, so as far as New Zealand goes, like, I would really love to check out um, Milford Sound. Never heard of it. Oh, dude. If you're sitting at your computer right now, open up a browser and just do an image search on Google for Milford Sound. It's gorgeous. All right. Here I go. All right. Click, 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 okay? Yeah, can you hear all that? Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I want to go kayaking there. Yeah. So like if if you're gonna if you're gonna head all the way out to New Zealand, you, you have to see more than just where the hobbits were. Yeah. Uh am I mistaken or is the water here like crystal clear? <laughs> If, if you want to see crystal clear water, you got to go to the Bahamas. It's it's amazing. Uh, but there's no hiking. <laughs> in the Bahamas? I can't imagine why. Well, it's all shell anyway. Like, even if you did find places to hike, it would mostly just be shell. Yeah. So, eh, whatever. Um, not that we, I mean, in Florida, we have trails that are just covered in shell as well. Yeah, I know. I remember that. I thought it was strange. Um, yeah, you definitely have to check out the Grand Canyon. I've been, I've been trying to figure out when Jesse and I and Caleb can head out there and check out the Grand Canyon. I know that Daryl was kind of talking when we were in Kentucky about like trying to, trying to figure out a yearly, uh, trek for the three of us to do, you know, an annual guys weekend or something, you know, and I think that that would be, that'd be a lot of fun and it would kind of, it would force us to go and, and explore new places that we've never been to, you know? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Because I mean, I'm any because every single time we go, year, we should, what's that? If, if it's once a year, it should be doable. Yeah, and then the other, my only one of my big reasons that I want to do it is just because we've been doing this whole uh, every every time I go up there, we do Nipmuc, you know, for the most part, yeah. and, unless, unless I can drag him up to. Uh, Washington or something, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, I... I, On a no-notice. Yeah, but if we... Well, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of times we end up with... Like, in July, I didn't really have a lot of notice anyway. We just, you know, knew that we were going to be heading up there soon, and so we were waiting for a phone call. And then for for your wedding, you know, we kind of had other things to do, and we, we couldn't get up there for as long a period of time. And then for Jessica's wedding, we're not going to be up there for that long either. Um, yeah. Just because we've had to take so much time off. But uh, just this year in general. Um, but uh, I, I do think that if we if we kind of force ourselves on a yearly basis to just go and do something somewhere that's – I don't – like Daryl hates using the word epic. But I mean if we can always try to out- – <laughs> 
if we can always try to outdo the previous year, and I don't want to outdo it because I, I was getting kind of annoyed with him on this past one, and I feel I feel bad about it. Um, this this one that he and I did. What's that? You did like twenty three miles, right? Yeah, and like obviously, I had kind of like an idea of what I wanted to do for the hike and what I wanted to see. Um, and then, you know, we got halfway through it and he started forming his own ideas of what we should do and what we should see. And mainly I think he just wanted to go swimming. Um, and so, um, I don't want to go epic and go do a hundred miles in a day or anything like that. I just want to go see amazing things. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I would define epic a different way than he does. To me, epic is you know, seeing things that you've never seen before and taking the time to, to take it all in, really. Yeah. And my, my it's own... It's not about how far you go and how fast you can pass by the amazing stuff. It's taking a chance and really letting it hit you that you're in this amazing place, you know? Exactly. So even if you only go... Like when we were in Kentucky, we only went... What three miles the first day? No, I, I think awesome I think we did a couple. I think we did a couple more than three. I thought we were closer to six, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't according to him an epic day. Yeah, but I have memories from that day of things that I, I know I won't forget. You know, just the vistas and, and everything, and the, the first arch when we came around that corner and saw that first arch. You know, I'm never going to forget that. That's epic. Yeah, and I mean the the view from up on top of Indian Ladder or whatever, or Indian Stairs or whatever it's called, I forget now. Over near like yeah. the the split rock and like hiking through that cave and everything. And the thing is, is like I feel like had we had we gone for miles, had had we gone up there to do miles, we never would have seen any of that stuff. No, because we wouldn't have had the energy to find it. And but not only that, we would have just kept on going right by it. We instead of doing any exploring. Yeah, true. So, I don't know. Like I I feel like we've we've pretty much covered all the questions that I kind of wanted to talk about, I guess, and and discuss um <clears throat> What do you what do you think? You think this was was a pretty cool little venture? Yeah, I do. I, I like it. Once I get around to sitting down and doing it, I actually enjoy it. All right, good. And ultimately, like, I really kind of want to get. Uh, I, I I don't want this to just become me and you pretending to sit around a campfire. You know what I mean? Right, right. But we can, you know, we can try and have different topics, and then get other people involved. You know. Well, and that's the that's the ultimate plan like, too. Most um, shows have two hosts, and then they they do an interview with the two hosts. Exactly. Those are the shows that I listen to. Really. Exactly. No, no, you have a very valid point. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, my only concern is audio because right now I'm recording our audio and your audio is coming through my speakers. So my audio already like from the wave um, like that I'm looking at, the sound wave, yeah. uh, my audio looks a lot better than yours. Like half hour? Yeah. Um, I did... I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they had uh, one of their sponsors was this company that makes microphones for podcasting, 
and they said that they they picked one up, and that's what they were using Who, for their recording. Yeah, do you know what and what company? No, I can't remember the company, but um, it was Tim Ferriss's podcast. And well, he said it was see, like thirty-five dollar mic, and and his sound quality, and he skypes people to interview them, and it was it's pretty good. I mean. Well, and the other thing is, like, right now, I'm recording your audio through my mic from my speakers, so it's going to sound kind of like garbage anyway. I mean, it'll sound better than, you know, it, it would have when you were in your car driving. Um, right. So but if I got my own mic and recorded my side and then just sent it to you. That's what I'm thinking, because if you could do that, then yeah. I can tie, I can actually tie your voice and my voice together. Um and then, because yeah. you know, and and the thing is, is all we'd have to do is when we start out, you can clap like two times or something like that, and I clap two times, and that way I can sync up the audio when you send me the file. Yeah. Or we could do some other more interesting, like an like an intro or an outro or something. Well, the whole point in the clapping, like you ever seen like a movie being made? You know how they have the clipboard? Where they clip? Yeah. Yeah, the whole point in that is to sync up shots like uh, via the audio. You know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, the reason they, the reason they, they, they shut the thing really hard is for that clapping sound. That way they can sync up the audio on all the different cameras. Hmm. So, yeah, okay. So you have everything recording and then one of us would clap and our mics would pick up both or we have to both clap at the same time. You would just need one clap because your audio would pick up your side of it and my audio would pick it up through the speakers. Right. And then I can just, and then all you do is you line up that clap and the rest of the audio you'd hope was, is synced. Because it's, it's going to record at this. Clap two it, seconds after you clap. Or, you know what I mean? Like no, when I hit only one of us would clap. <laughs> It'd be easier that way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to obviously stop recording.